Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things podcast. I'm Adrian Mean, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello. Brian Brushwood. Ahoy hoy. Mr. Bryce Castillo. Well, hail and hail and fair met traveler. <laughs> I, I've known you for what, like 20 years, Brian? Yep. Um, you know, when I hear the name like Young, I know where that name comes from. Castillo. It's a castle. Yeah. What is your last name? Uh, I know the fake explanation, and it's cute, and it almost certainly is not true, but uh, uh, Brushwood, allegedly, uh, in England, there was a tribe of bandits called the Brushwoodsmen, and the adorable story that our family told was they were just like Robin Hood, except that they robbed from both the rich and the poor, and they kept it. Uh, but outside of that, just like Robin Hood. So uh, apparently that is not so true, but it is a good story. Um, outside of that, I, I don't know. I, I do think there might be something to the brush woodsman or whatever. I do yeah, know also that, uh, uh, Shiba Inus, those dogs, the Dogecoin. Yeah. Dogs, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on how you translate it, it's, it either means like a cute dog or dog dog or Shiba also means brushwood. So mm. it's little brushwood dog is the <laughs> most accurate. How do you not have a Shiba Inu then? Because I only found this out last year. Damn. <laughs> I, I got to wait for these. Go trade all your dogs yeah. in for one <laughs> Shiba Inu. <laughs> Just be like, like I'm, I'm, I'm executing a three for one trade. <laughs> Give me the meme dog. <laughs> I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about UFOs. Oh, Let's. Yes. Thank goodness. Finally. I mean, you notice there's been more UFO stuff. It, it keeps coming back around. Yep. We had the whole, even even the government's like, yeah, we're looking into this, which was interesting. And I was talking to somebody who said, and, you know, there's like the latest, just some dude I'm not going to name who's, you know, making the runs on talking about all sorts of crazy stuff. Who's just has all the credibility of somebody who's, you know, claiming that, you know, we have secret alien technology, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, somebody said to me, said, yes, is, is, is that UFOs are like the only safe conspiracy theory now because it's kind of a bipartisan. It doesn't really determine yeah. your political affiliation. Oh, is that ooh, it? Wow. Okay, okay. Okay. Can we politicize all the pseudosciences? Are they coded team red or team blue? All we'll right. start with astrology. That's coded team, team blue, right? Team blue. Yeah. yeah, but that's not a conspiracy theory. Uh, I said all right. the pseudoscience. Pseudo. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yes. Like, uh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot's red. Red. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because it's like camping. The good and, old boy. Tra- and, and 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 tracking and stuff like that. That's no good. Spiritualism. The idea of talking to dead. Oh, lungs. that's left. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess because it's non- non-Christian or or. Yeah, I mean, because there's there's an element of pagan elements there's an element of uh it's a it, 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 it's a cerebral also it's like an introvert thing because you're hearing this stuff when you're alone yeah like you know it's it's enhanced by student debt so it's very coded left a- andrew do you do you co-sign on left on that one wait which one uh, uh on uh, uh spiritualism talking to dead relatives through a medium um I, you know i 
I think that some of these things don't have to be specifically coded because some of them are just hard to sort of talk about. Like they're very personal, like very personal, like astrology, like Ronald Reagan was like into astrology. Yeah. Right? Whoa. It wouldn't surprise me. You know, like there are, the there are the dipper. some of that stuff. Yeah. I, I've encountered, you know, some people who I go, man, this person seems really smart. And then they're like, you know, they have really weird beliefs. So I don't know that they necessarily have to be coded, but things that we talk about publicly, like who killed who, who runs yeah. what, who did this, who did that in the in the world of government and politics and stuff, all of them are coded. And uh, I think yes, and all those all those questions have the same answer. They <laughs> oh, not yeah. they. And they. they know who they are. Ugh. Yeah, I, I would say the, the closest thing to your question on UFOs that I could think of, Andrew, that, that is balanced would be conspiracy theories writ large. Because once you divorce like the whole mechanism from this one or that one or whatever, they seem pretty balanced. Both sides have their own there, conspiracy theories. There's almost a thing of 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 how much you believe in the conspiracy theory, right? Like the QAnon stuff isn't like we got this fringe idea. Like they just believe that all that stuff is real. Like I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe there's a certain but sheen of irony Q- that QAnon, is different. QAnon's weird because it's an ARG, right? Like like it's not <laughs> like 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 there is is conversation about flat Earth or or a one world government or something like that. Yeah. But that is largely self-generated it's people going on forums and finding little scraps of things that they are putting together and then showing their little science experiment to their friends and and all their friends nodding and saying okay QAnon was interesting because it was a top-down programmed ARG where the 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 person was saying, "Oh, I'm this guy, and look at all this, and this is going to happen." Blah blah blah, and it was uh, uh, there to be translated. But at least it was there was a top-down element. I, I don't even know if that is a conspiracy theory on the level of, you know, a, a new world order or a flat Earth or or even UFOs because. Those are all elements that the static of the universe can provide little stories that we find, you know, uh, put together and then tell each other. Mm. I wonder, I wonder, like, you know, like, we've talked this before, but like, when you encounter somebody who's got a really crazy belief system, like a flat earther, right? Yeah. And, and I think that they're really not that well understood. <laughs> not that I'm going to make the case. You know, but the point is that when I've encountered people like, oh, I know so-and-so and they're really smart, but they're a flat, er- flat earther. And I'm like, how is that possible? And then I realize, like, oh, this person is so paranoid. They don't believe it's not just they think the earth is flat. They think they think they're in the Truman Show. Yes. And that's that's my thing about flat earth is that it really is the Voltron form of a lot of other conspiracy theories because it's the biggest lie you could think they are hiding from us. And that means that you almost assuredly also believe in total manipulation of the media, total control of the government, massive secrets being kept uh, for various different reasons, uh, a top down control by like old bloodlines. Like there's a lot of this stuff that has to come together for you to then believe it's the fascinating part about flat earth isn't that the earth is flat, but that other people think it's round. 
that's that's the big element that you are uh, like constantly trying to prove. And as an exercise, I mean, uh, uh, to be honest, we're talking about. Uh, do you say Cartesian or it, uh, Rene Descartes? You know, we're talking about like question literally everything. You yeah. Know? Could I be a brain in a vat? You know, what evidence do I have against it? And uh, eventually, you end up at cogito ergo sum. Yeah. Yeah, I think that if you start, like, I don't have, like, listen, I, I've made, made this clear before, like, I think it is highly likely that we are in a simulation. And and I've had other people like, oh, might as well say you believe in God. I'm like, it's a difference between God and a prime mover. You know, like, there's a very big difference between that, that something started it, it doesn't have to be an intelligence. I don't even necessarily believe that it has to be an intelligent system that created the simulation. But I just... You know, you looked at, you know, look, look at the Apple Vision Pro, you know, 4K per eye. And people describe it almost like reality. Almost. Yeah. You know, it's 2020, you know, four tech is going to be that. What is 30, 2034 tech going to be? What is 2054 tech going to be? And you're going to get to a point where whether it's plugging us into the matrix or whatever, you will not know the difference. You just wouldn't know because yeah. just fundamentally we do become a brain in a vat or we just create a virtual vat. And so I'm to start with the point of view, like, hey, could be, could be flat, could be this, you know, but then you have to go like, why do I believe it is or is it? And that's where it comes into sort of a probability sort of thing. Uh, you know, what's funny is it's only I would say that of all the reasons to not believe I'm in a simulation, it's my own self-loathing that prevents me from believing it because then I have to conceive of a universe that it bothered that is being bothered to be simulated for me. And I'm like. Well, that's dumb. Why would you do that, universe? <laughs> I, well, I can't believe in a universe where where everyone's an NPC except me. That would be dumb. Yeah, but you're you've you've gone straight from prime mover to Christian God in that in that idea that, that there's you're assuming an intentionality for the simulation. Yeah, and this could you be know, your thirtieth. Like, yeah, no, the, 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 this is ju just well, a massive me, PVP. Let me yeah, let me get like I yeah. I you know when I go run app development right I go create a virtual environment I go spin something up I run it I, I test an app a thousand times before I ever put it onto a mobile device and if you know we're a if we could be literally the 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 screen the toaster screensaver of something we could literally be one of hundred trillion experiments to see what would happen if you did a little bit of a change in a SARS virus and see how it spread. I mean, we could be just so inconsequential because we just assumed that the price of computation and computer thing universe would be a lot, but assume that that costs nothing. So there's just, just we're just a throwaway universe. Nobody cares about. It. Nobody's watching. By the way, uh, Dr. Chiron in the chat brings up a very good point, which is uh, uh, it, it does appear that we do live in a simulation in that, insofar as we think we're seeing light or colors. Uh, no, we're just getting input of wavelengths and our brains are constructing a picture that lives in our mind. You know, just like I mean, when you grab a file on the desktop of your computer, you're not actually grabbing an yeah. actual file. When you're feeding yeah. the egg to the uh, egg. egg. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but that well, that's almost more like stimulation theory, right? That's more like the, it's all ow! about the senses. and. <laughs> You know, if if you're only defined by senses, then that means the world can only be defined by the definition of senses. Well, uh, uh, yeah, uh, dude. For, <laughs> Screw you. Okay. for example, I forget where I, I saw the, where I heard this recently. It was on some podcast, but uh, uh, I didn't know that uh, the fringes of your vision on the side do not have the proper receptors to receive color. So uh, if, if you look over at 
this arcade, arcade cabinet over here, my eyes continue to see purple off to the right, but I biologically do not have the ability to receive any purple light over from this side. So the you could detect a change that my brain running the simulation could interpret as, uh, you know, and then I'll glance over and I'll update my color info. But uh, that, that was fairly shocking for me to realize. Mm. I, I, I know that our side is optimized for Move motion. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know that there's zero color detection. I think it might be more of a sparsity sort of thing, the difference between the rods, the number of rods versus cones. That, that may have been an um, overstatement for brevity when I heard it, but, but it definitely caused me yeah. to, you know, do the experiment of looking in one place and trying to perceive what color well, something was. And it makes... Uh, and, and, well, can, let me, let me yeah. interrupt for a second. Okay, so that was, bringing it back to the Apple Prison Vision Pro announcement... One of the things they talked about, which many of our readers, our listeners may not realize what they're with it. You may have heard the term foveated rendering, which has become a more popular term. But that came from that realization. Foveated rendering is the idea that if you have an image and somebody's going to be looking at it like a digital image, only concentrate your detail where the eye is pointing. Don't worry about it the much as much detail around the periphery. And so what they do now in complex VR systems is like with the with this with the new the Apple Vision Pro and actually I think the Oculus Pro too MetaQuest Pro whatever it tracks where your eye is looking and it says okay process that center make that really high high resolution but don't worry about the rest and that's exactly because what you talked about Brian is it just more worried about movement and not fine detail and color and the magic thing about foveated rendering is you can't see it because yeah. you're always looking, and it's just you will never know it. Because it's it's just like yeah, you can't pick that up. Sorry, Bryce. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, uh, I know that uh, that is. I mean, that's that's how. Uh, uh, nope, you got the whole thing. You got the whole thing. <laughs> I was gonna say. Do you know they're doing uh, that? Searching for some scraps and uh, can't find them. <laughs> yeah, use the whole buffalo. It's it's fascinating that we have created a digital version of that, right? With VR rendering or even 3D rendering, right? Even when you're playing on your desktop, the 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 thing that you are pointed at is what's being given rendering priority a lot of times. I wonder if if we can turn that around and say, okay, what other forms of like digital compression do we already do or could we take advantage of as as wetware, right? What is the version of a zip file for my memory, or maybe that is memory. Maybe that's dreams. Who knows, man? Well, that is a lot of what we throw out is we just sort of have to say, okay, uh, we don't need to worry about the fine details. We just need to understand sometimes, like the gestalt or the point of like what it's like. You know, you know how you know what a car does. Don't have to know how a car works. Mm -hmm. You just hop in your car and you're able to sort of get in there. Um, and for audience too, like one of the things that was a big, huge development that seems obvious perhaps in retrospect, but in the 80s, when they were trying to do 3D rendering in computers, they realized the complexity because it's not when you have 2D, you're working in 2D space. But if I have a light bulb hitting a teapot and I have an observer and you start to think, well, how, how do I show this? If I imagine the path of photons coming from that light bulb and hitting that teapot, it's going to just scatter in billions of directions and if there's reflective surfaces elsewhere. The the math just gets too complex. And for a while, it looked like that might be an unsolvable problem. But it was, uh, was it like Alvira Smith, uh, a.k.a. one of the founders of Pixar, came up with the idea of, you know what? All we really care about, care about are the photons that reach your eyeball. Yeah. 
you know, or the camera. And they said, if we just work backwards, you know, kind of like in the old medieval mid middle ages idea that we projected from our eyeballs. And if we just work backwards, if we just imagine the light is coming from our eyeball and hitting the object and then go follow the tracing, trace those rays where they hit, I only have to compute that. And that's kind of the crazy thing when you think about when you're looking at a 3D scene, if you there's a bunch of objects around you, it is going to be often completely dark in back of other objects. It won't look that way because that's not the way light behaves, but you're looking at inverse light in 3D environments. And that's a create every 3D movie you see, all of that, everything is inverse. All the light is actually basically going Laser is coming out of your eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. In, in, and in, then the light source is sucking it in. In, in the early 1990s, uh, I got into 3D Studio Max and, and tried to learn how to do computer animation. And boy, oh boy, the difference between rendering. Now, it took a lot longer to uh, enable ray trace rendering as opposed to fong shading or uh, Gaussian whatever. Uh, but uh, but. Boy, did the results look fantastic. And, mm. and that's because it was doing exactly what you described. The ray tracing was a phenomenal advancement. And, and we're already starting to see through the use, uh, through uh, ray tracing in video games, uh, it seems likely that we'll see more chips based on ray tracing calculations, VR calculations, all of the foveated rendering. Like we are probably on, if we're not already on the other side of starting a a new technological breakthrough, right? Like, what if ray tracing I mean, was just easy instead of the the, the most complicated thing we're doing well, right now? It was the the funny thing too was that you know the reason kind of GPUs came about was because you have what we you know kind of the, this tensor mathematics of kind of like computing from scene to scene, and you have a finite size for each frame, and then you compute that, and that's what helped us with oddly enough with deep learning because it was a very similar kind of mathematics for that. And so you do have, you have GPUs that were optimized very much around what our 1990s idea of this stuff was, which was still 2D, was really cool 2D. And then, then you could do the 3D with sequential stuff. But your point, Bryce, like, yeah, you look at like Apple, when they announced the ProVision, they said, hey, here's our M2 chip. This M2 chip is awesome. It's super powerful. But we also have the R1 chip because we got to compute all the spatial stuff. And yeah. that may basically be their own kind of 3D GPU. Yeah. Um, Can we get back to UFOs? So are we winning <laughs> or losing the 50-year Cold War for alien technology? Brushwood? Uh, you know what? I saw a documentary just last week, a little show called Miami Vice, oh, that God. correctly solved the UFO problem. Uh -huh. uh, during their trippy supernatural phase, they postulated on this primetime action adventure Friday night NBC original that what if the government just used UFOs as a distraction when they were up to no good, like let's say during the Cold War or Project MK Ultra or whatever. This was supported by another documentary I saw decades later called The X-Files that said the same thing. So I continue to believe these documentaries that I've seen. Bryce, are we winning or losing the Cold War for alien technology that we are harvesting for our own weapons? It's been going on for 50 years. We're, har Go. we're harvesting it from the aliens? Well, we have functioning alien. We have a functioning UFO. This is according to a whistleblower who has filed the appropriate paperwork with oh. the government. That's why we're talking about uh, UFOs these days. And he alleges that uh, the United States is in a 50-year Cold War with various different other superpowers because we all have various different versions of these uh, uh, craft and weapons, and we are 
constantly adapting them for our own game. Um, so are we winning or losing? Come on. We got to make air. Uh, well, it's warfare, so we're winning. But uh, <laughs> USA, USA. <laughs> Andrew Maine, are we winning or losing the 50-year Cold War? I want to take you back to, I don't know, my junior year of high school. Okay, <laughs> Let's go. So this, this would have been maybe 1990. Okay. And I had friends. We were on BBS boards and stuff like this. And I had a, fun, a friend named Manoch who ended up creating a, 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 a internet service company. And Manoch found this forum that was filled with all sorts of stuff about like the grays and this stuff and all that. You know, he brought it in to show me like, what do you make of it? And it was like this detailed and then this, this. And it's like, like, it looks like a story somebody wrote and then posted to a forum and trying to, and other people decided this is real or he's trying to convince them. But we had, we had like 30 pages of this stuff of like, and then they, they sent special forces to such and such mountain to try to raid the facility. And then this happened and this happened. And it read like somebody knew all this stuff and reported about it, but like none of it made it is. But anyhow, like, what do we do? This is old school computer class where we have one printer in the classroom and we decide to play a prank and we see somebody getting ready to, to print their their file and we send ours and they go over to the printer and we watch this woman, this girl, April, go over to the printer and the printer prints out, you know, UFO report, da 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 and all this stuff comes in. We're just watching her go, what the hell is this? Yeah. You know, and, and you know, not not like, oh, my God, it was like, what is this nonsense? And I stand by that to this day. I think she had the right take. So we're losing. I think that, uh, I, I mean, I would say that, I'm curious to know where all this cool alien tech is going and when <laughs> we get to see it because, you know, what the upper level. See so we, we seem to see technology advancing, oh, I don't know, exactly in the algorithmic geometric way that you would expect. 10% uh, improvement year over year forever in human yeah. efforts. I, I don't want to name drop, but I work for a technology company. <laughs> sure. And while some of the people there do seem eccentric and could be con you know, confused for perhaps not being of this planet, <laughs> I haven't seen any little dudes coming in here like writing equations and telling us how to deal with deep learning models. I don't know everything that goes on, but. Yeah, for the record, exactly. uh, uh, that's because uh, the Reds got them all. Uh, Andrew is <laughs> not speaking for Cyberdyne Systems. Let's no, just make that no, no, clear. no, no, no. Uh, uh, yeah, you know th this whole like, current wave of it. If you are not familiar with the story, the whistleblower has never seen any of the things that he alleges exist. Yeah, he's he, got evidence, though, right? Has he got no? He's it's has secondhand got, like, gossip that he was told from other people who he is not naming. That he doesn't even have, have affidavits. No affidavits. No, it's it's. Remember, he, yeah. remember Bob Lazar? No, no. Bob Lazar was the guy, was the other guy that was always on there, talked to that he worked at these facilities, saw the stuff, and people go, oh, but you know, you get to like Joe Rogan, like, oh, but he described stuff before it existed, like, you know, handprint recognition and stuff, like, that was in 60s sci-fi movies. Like, yes. Like, it was just this, you'd see like, yeah, everything he described existed, had prior, I can even show you some of the stuff had already been patented. And so it was just this, but you get this, ah, but like, okay, that piece of evidence that you, that's convincing to you is not true. 
So what else do you have? You have a great narrative, but that's where you watch people. They really want to cling to the narrative. But because once you have the narrative, you've got the pattern. It's not just one data point. You suddenly have this through line that sort of reverse justifies everything. There's a stroke. There's a stroke through all of these data points. And even if we remove one, you can still see the stroke, you know, sort of that kind of uh, squishiness. Yeah. Yeah, so this this guy is on uh, uh, the panel to oversee the UAP phenomenon. That's what they're calling UFOs these days. These these are government dollars. These are government dollars. He's a government. He's a G man. Uh, He is Air Force. I think he was National Reconnaissance Office and something else. But what we found out, or uh, uh, on on the We're Not Wrong podcast this week, was that entire commission was created, put into a Defense Authorization Act by. Harry Reid, who had a donor who was obsessed with aliens. No oh my god! Uh, and became the chief contractor to investigate American alien <laughs> phenomena. Oh my god! So this is—I mean, it sounds like a familiar tale. It sounds like this is the new refresh because eventually they're going to run out of money and they're going to be like, "Well, I, look, it's out there. This guy went on the news. They are shutting it down." That was Bigelow, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, 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 okay. So which way are they going to take it? Are they going to make the aliens woke? Or are they going to make the aliens free? Oh, I don't know. It's June. I know. Coincidence. Mm. Mm. There you go. Mm. Well, I think that's kind of getting back though, is it, it is such a bipartisan sort of thing. And it's just, you know, anybody can, yeah, we can all get behind this idea. And also you have to think too, that we're in a kind of world like, okay, we have AI, we have really we have phones in our pockets. We have you know all this other stuff. Like what's left? What's left for us to speculate about? Well, and, and it's funny because you know any technology that's out there, we are going to put it through its trials, uh, and we've done it with every technology ever, right? From from bicycles to the printing press to AI. Now AI AI is now. <laughs> Engaging uh, in its the holy first trials. trinity of technologies: bicycles, the printing press, and AI. What else you need? <laughs> Works for me. Yeah. What else you need, Doug? <laughs> now I just need a robot one. I'm just reading my Bible on the bicycle, I'm, and I'm just on my penny farthing, stamping Bible. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> and asking for new versions of it. Only this time, while I get while, while I get my my. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, Heat Vision it? and Jack fan fiction <laughs> you from seen, AI. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but on the opening, I saw Reddit, somebody started a trend of insisting that some, whenever uh, OpenAI gives a long response, it says, be a caveman. Only five words per response. <laughs> and so he uh, asks yeah. for something naughty, and it says, and it's like, uh, you know answer. Get help. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw that I love I love whenever I need personal advice from Chat GPT, I I make it a character. Like I, I, had, oh, a pro- really? I, I had a problem with um blisters on my toes from running. And so I was like <laughs> I was like, uh, you're a you're an old crusty running instructor. You've seen it all, but secretly you have a heart of gold. Uh, and he's like, like uh, uh, I just like hit return, and he's like, like, hey, strap on your shoes. It's five o'clock in the morning. This is the hardest thing you'll ever do, but I'll tell you by the end of it, it's gonna be worth it. And then I described my toe blister, and he's like. Oh, you need wider shoes. <laughs> I love seeing. Where- and I did. I got wider shoes, and it, it worked. 
I love seeing where, uh, because of like the Reddit outages, some of the information chat GPT will like search for doesn't show up. Um, and I saw one prompt where someone was trying to get some data from, I think a government website and the government website was down. And so after it tried it a few times, uh, you could just see ChatGPT go, how to change browser. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here's something that you don't need much instruction on. Heading on over to patreon.com slash weird things. Patreon.com slash weird things where you need to go to support this very show. Folks, we've been trucking on this weird journey for oh so many years, and we do it with your help. Patreon.com slash weird things. Head on over there. Right now. Uh, also, uh, there's been a bit of confusion lately. People have actually tried to help. And to be clear, we don't want your help. We want your money. So so just send money. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Uh, help is short for money. Help. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, uh, Gary, you're great. Uh, I'm sorry. Just please don't show up and try to help. No. Just send money. Send us your Gary's. Send money, Gary. By that, I, I refer to dollar bills exclusively as Gary's. As G-spots. Big G's. G's, G's I mean, up, hose down. If you see like armed people raid the studio, help. Just to be clear, like, yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah. We got motion sensors. I mean, we'll still take money even in that situation. We prefer, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Help. We'll, we'll blind them with money. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of pocket sand? What about pocket change? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have heard of that actually. Yeah, I've heard Good. of pocket. Well, change. Now you know where it's from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from sand. Oh wow. <laughs> It's a, it's naturally occurring <laughs> you keep sand in your pocket long enough it turns into 18 cents <laughs> inflation am I right mm-hmm. thanks Byron <laughs> Andrew please save us no <laughs> the whores and politicians will look up to me and say save us and I'll whisper back no <laughs> I want to do I do want to go a little deeper on I don't hear a weird peeping sound from somewhere. Sorry. Could be an alien. Yeah, probably a 50-year Cold War for alien technology. <laughs> my, my, my Oculus is flipping on and off here. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, here, while, while you're working on that, it, it is interesting how kind of the most obvious connections get made. Like, we were talking about that funky um, a, a oblong uh, extraterrestrial... What if that was my Oculus was a message for the future and I was supposed to put it on? Oh, <laughs> I missed it. Well, well then I'd say future you. That would uh, be a denial. That would be a denial of the call. <laughs> but then, uh, so so we had this extraterrestrial rock swing through our solar system, and then you know, uh, one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. Someone's like, "What if that was the source of all these things?" It's like, okay, all right. Somebody took writing one hundred and one. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think throwing stuff out there is fine. I, I like it, but it's sometimes it's this. Uh, just, I'm not going to think about this before I say it. I'm just going to throw it out there and say, "What about this?" But I expect you to entertain my idea seriously. Yeah. Well, and plus, also, like you know, for all <laughs> uh, the way the game of telephone works, of course, is let's say it's during a water break in between committee meetings. They're like, my son told me this story about this thing. And then uh, somebody goes to a conspiracy blog. They're like, I was in the room when the government was talking about this. And I quote directly when they say, uh, what if it was a blank? And then, and then everything accelerates from there. Mm. Mm. I, 
Maybe that's how it so, happens. fishy. <laughs> I've been thinking about an idea as I've been working on this whole working on memory methods and stuff like that and improve them. And I think I told you before, like my first practical use for them now is like I memorized one of the whole magic square sequences, um, which is not significant. But, you know, for me to hold a 12 digit number in my head <laughs> feels like. I just ran like a three minute mile. Uh, um, mm-hmm. I, I will say since we've started having these conversations, I have made a concerted effort to like do that, that mnemonic uh, somebody, you learn somebody's name, you immediately come up with a thing and mm. anchors it. And I've been better. I've been better. There's a dude who works at a convenience store that I usually stop at on my walk. He's got a crazy little mustache and uh, uh, his name is Harold. And okay. I remembered, Oh, he looks like a guy who would take an improv class. Yeah. And he would have, he would be in a Herald. <laughs> and Herald. now I know Harold's name. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I've gotten better at when I have, you know, like I've not perfect, but I'm much better. I, cause that step number one is you pay attention. Yeah. We talked about before is you, you have to pay attention when somebody says something. If you don't pay attention, you don't remember it. There's a lot of, BS that we're told out there like, oh, we remember everything. Like, no, no, we don't. We clinically, that is not true. Yeah. Um, it's like, a magical thing to think that. And, yeah. and the most important thing is to pay attention because otherwise you would just, it just goes right past <laughs> Oh, you. true. It's a fair point, Brian. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. Oh. The biggest thing is paying attention now. Because <laughs> otherwise it just runs like just right in one ear out the other. And a lot of people don't focus Bryce, on that. Bryce, what do you think? I think UFO, I think we're in a Cold War with UFOs. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, one of the things, but back on the topic of talk about, I was thinking as I've been reading all these different books on memory methods and stuff and whatnot, and uh, I'm a big fan. I've been talking to a guy named Anthony Mativier, who's got a YouTube channel. He has, he sells courses, which so far seem pretty good. You know, it comes across like a lot of like conventional, like, Hey, here's my pitch for this, but I think his content is good and really credible. People like his stuff and I like him. Um, and He's got some cool stuff, too, if you're interested in magic, because he's also he, he looked up. Turns out Anthony Mativier is knows a lot of the same people we do in the same sort of world involved, knows a lot of the skeptic community, et cetera, all that. Um, you know, he cites his, his influences like people like Banachek and Pendulette. But anyhow, his, check out his channel. Uh, but uh, one of the things I was thinking about was. The ability to remember, because I was trying, as I read all this stuff, I'm like, can I make connections between this and something that's useful? Because a lot of stuff you see from memory champions are how to win memory competitions, which I have no interest of ever entering. And some of it's really theatrical demonstrations. There's a lot of really cool stuff, but you're like, okay. And then when you go to like some other, his stuff is good, but most of the other memory books and stuff, they're like, well, here's how to remember a grocery list. I don't need that. I have my notes app. This is not what I need. I think the advice out there for faces is really good. I think the advice that they have for faces is really, really practical, but I try to find really good practical applications of other stuff. And I thought one of the things that I really want to do is, man, I would like to take, I'd like to be able to remember every book I read. Not every page, because that's not possible, but I sure as hell would love to remember that what read year it. I read it. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the author? What was some interesting parts to it or whatever? And also, because like with articles too, because I think about how, you know, when you get into a conversation with somebody and you're like, oh, this, and you're like, ah, oh, so-and-so, and you get the name wrong. I'm like, man, I'd love to have better recall for that. And I saw I saw a video where somebody was – they talked to somebody, did an interview with somebody, and this other person was really good. They were impressed, so impressed at how well this person was able to recall all the stuff they did. 
And that person went through their system like, well, no, I make notes and I do this, this, this. I make all these notes and stuff. That other person was Ryan Holiday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can check that out because he's got a pretty, apparently a pretty good system for being able to do that. But I would say that anyhow, I think if we want to become really good critical thinkers, I think a really good step is to have really good memory technique to know where the hell your information came from. Yeah, and uh, I think we talked about this before, but it's, it's also uh, – I'm going to say the words rhetorical trick, but it's not really a trick. It just brings you credibility if you're able to cite where you read a thing. And that's a habit that I try to develop starting 10 years ago where if I have a thought that I know isn't original to me, I try to make sure to say in so-and-so's book blank, he brings up the intriguing hypothesis of – and then I say whatever the thing is. And if you if you lean on that, it becomes you know kind of kind of automatic, and it, it, it helps out. Um, uh, mm-hmm. One silly kind of practical use for memory techniques is uh, I don't like the extra delay of pulling out my wallet and pulling out a credit card to type in a credit card number ever. Now most browsers have that stuff in there, mm-hmm. but boy, if you just spend five to ten minutes. You can memorize all your credit cards in, in in about five to ten minutes each. It's shockingly simple. In fact, I, you will probably you probably are already halfway there. Yeah. Like, I, like Brian, if I thought about yeah, it, I probably know my credit card already without having like made an active. Brian, hold on, Bryce. Brian, prove it. Exactly. Name your credit cards. Name your yeah. credit cards. <laughs> I want expiration dates and, and the, the three digits. Yes. <laughs> Middle initials. Uh, Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> What's funny is uh, in the very early days of the scam stuff story, we had to update the corporate account uh, credit card, and uh, in the case of explaining to John how easy it was like well here I just got this one I'm going to tell myself a story and so I know everything and then by the end by the time I was done I was realized and now both of us have it memorized there we go (laughs) (laughs) but uh, but there are also little things like for example all visas start with four all MasterCards start with three I think all um American Express start with six, I believe. I don't know. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> and, and, and. Well, uh, similar for like social security numbers where. Uh, uh, like I, the area you're born in is part of some of those digits. Yeah. It, it's not even where you're born. It's where you were when you apply for a social security card. Because I didn't get mine until I was five, which is why I have a 450 uh, beginning, which is Texas. Okay. I'll, okay. What were you? Were you, you, you were in an illegal uh, no, I, uh, <laughs> even worse. I was from California. Gross. Oh, gross. Yuck. Gentlemen, do you want to do picks? Yeah. Yeah, we can do picks. Pick it up. I got a pick. Go. I got a pick. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm so professional now. Mm. Oh, I'm so professional. Before, you know, I was going to say something because you've often just been so amateur. Yep, that's but right. But today you walked in and there was an air of professionalism about you. I'm just entirely professional. I'm the most professional person. Oh, Why is that? Are you, is this about to be a very oh. relatable thing? That's right. I'm also going to be relatable. And get my two sets of AirPods confused. Oh, I my got, God. <laughs> I got uh, AirPods Pros over uh, the other day. And boy, are these things cool. Uh, uh, the, the, I, I, I apparently had never had like an active noise-canceling set of headphones mm. or, or earbuds or anything. Um, and the ones, the way that they got it on these is like crazy, right? Like you can get no, no, no treatment, right? Just let it be. You can have it do like, let's go silent, noise canceling. Or you can do the transparency mode where it's like, we're just going to 
pipe in some of the sounds from yeah. outside. But when you do that, you realize how loud the entire world is. Yeah. I'll tell you what. So, the, something the, the first time uh, that it goes like into pass through mm-hmm. and it just goes from as loud as it actually is just to half loud. It's, it's insane. It is like a total brain mixer. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was super skeptical cause I don't like the gasket style where you got the little rubber pieces, but, uh, they were super comfortable. I've had multi hour listening sessions without any discomfort. So I, I really dig these. Uh, and I feel like my listening has gotten that much more professional. Can I, may I offer some really bad advice? Yes. Uh, first, the good advice, get some alcohol wipes and like once a week or so wipe them down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, cause then my other advice though is, uh, Bryce, I have mine in almost all day and all night long. I yep. have two pairs. I go to sleep with them. And I forget that they're there and I do have to clean them because I have had three ear infections. I'm not saying it's related. (laughs) I'm not saying that it's related. I would never, I would never say they're related. But you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to pick up some Q-tips also. I'm going to get, I'm going to get the whole, I'm going to clean up. I'm going to clean, I'm going to keep it clean, baby. Uh, In in defense of, of a company who makes these name names, I do have suffer from eczema, and I sometimes get it inside my ears, so I have the most delicate, fragile, tissue-like skin. Yeah. That being said, oh my God, going to bed at night, even not listening to, I mean, it, it, the, the noise canceling is wonderful, but even just not listening, just leaving it yeah, as the noise canceling, and it will hurt at first, but eventually the cartilage in your ear will adjust. <laughs> right. And Eventually it, it merges, is, and it just becomes one big auditory unit. Yeah. Uh, the, you, don't, you don't have, like, sleepy time... Headphones, main? You haven't you haven't upgraded to those like like soft uh, head, like over the ear headphones? They're too. They're too. I've got two sets. They're too janky to set up, and you got to charge them. Yeah. It's well, I mean, you have to charge the AirPods too. I put them in a case, and I'm done. The other thing, I got to go find a cable. I got to connect. Then I got to go reconnect. I got to do all that. Yeah, lion. No, I, I have I have bows over the ear ones that uh, I use mostly for planes, just because I'm paranoid that. Uh, one of my AirPods is gonna fall out of my ear while I'm sleeping, uh, but it's it's not as easy as just throwing it in the case. Oh my god, that happened to, to me last the night. Case. Oh my god, that happened to me last night. What? I was I had them on. I had them in. I was watching something on my laptop, and I fell asleep with them in, and I didn't even realize when I woke up that they had fallen out. Yep. I, uh, well, and but, uh, uh, yeah, wow. Uh, next level is when you wake up, <clears throat> you feel them fall out, but without fully waking up. You, you just sort of instinctually grab them in your fists like a blankie or whatever, and then you wake up at, you know, 8 in the morning, and you're it's, like, why? Uh, These are my earbuds. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man. It eventually Brian, becomes some, totally unconscious. <laughs> you've got some primal ape man clasping to the tree yeah. instincts in there that are just... That's probably passed think- down from when your ancestors were robbing poor people. <laughs> 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 you were just holding on to the ducats. <laughs> Uh, uh, hey, another pro tip for the pros. Yeah, pro it. Uh, they might start rattling. That is a known bug with the AirPod Pros. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like in, in the, in the pass through and stuff like that. Wow. Uh, they will replace them for free for you (laughs) up to four times. (laughs) And I know it because I got them replaced four times. And on the fifth time that I tried to get them replaced, they were like, 
We've replaced these four <laughs> times. At a certain point, it's a you problem. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean by rattling? Like, like there's something loose like, banging yeah. around? It, it, uh, yeah, there's there's something in either between the fact that I don't clean them enough, or like I just I walk outside with them constantly. Yeah. So like, uh, uh, there's some kind of uh, thing, but it is a known bug, and they will they'll run a diagnostic and then just replace them. So if it does wow. happen. Uh, do not hesitate and do not think you need to buy anything else. Just okay. run over there and they will just chuck you two new ones. Also, that awareness mode is so, so valuable because the one thing that I'm always afraid of is being that person who's talking too loud or too quiet in, in like a bar setting or whatever. Mm. And uh, it gives you a good anchor so that you don't, you know, shout at somebody or mumble. I, I've, actually, I've actually wondered whether or not this kind of technology, if not this product specifically, is just going to very quietly evolve and become hearing aids. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, that, that's well, yeah, that's actually part of what they're doing now. Is that when they talk about like assistive hearing and whatnot, like that is there's a mode for you that. Know, app, yeah, Apple's yeah, Apple actually has that where it'll boost sound stuff for you if you're hearing impaired. So like you know, like older people or yeah. whatever. Well, and, and I think I mean like them hmm. eating up that industry. Holy moly! Like well, imagine and, when, when insurance starts paying for Nana's uh, AirPod Pros. Oh yeah. Well, and when you uh, when you lose your hearing, you don't lose it uniform. Usually, you don't use it lose it uniformly across all the spectrum. Uh, my dad, you know, he still has most of his low end, his bass, so he can hear just fine. It's the high end stuff, so they yeah. have to they have to crank that up, and they you get them tuned. But if it could all be done via robot, Meh. yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I bought my Apple Watch. Because I'm getting old. That's why I bought that. Because I'm like, I don't really need it to tell time. I just want to know if I fall down. You know, I can press the button. So it's, you already bought yeah. a life alert, is what you're saying. I know <laughs> the thing we used. To, remember the thing we laughed at as teenagers. Ah, help! Ah, help! Ah, I've fallen and I can't. I get mean, up. Like, look, we all laugh, and then you know, in 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 a year, Tim Cook's gonna be demoing his version of the clapper, and we're, we're <laughs> and we'll uh, we, 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 we'll clap, and then the yeah. lights will go on and off. <laughs> it, it, yeah, isn't it? Uh, it, uh, just a, a brief, a brief thought, man. Uh, AirPods, isn't it interesting that they have pretty much supplanted the the entire iPod space for Apple? Like, it's a thing you can use. Kind of, it doesn't matter if you're Android or iPhone. Doesn't really matter if you're Mac or Windows because it kind of works on everything anyway. And it's this. I don't know. I I think compared to all of the other computing platforms that Mac and and Windows, or excuse me, that uh, Apple are working with. Where there is still a bit like a 50-50 divide on something, the AirPods, much like the iPod, uh, is kind of a uniting consumer. So form you're saying that it is Apple's crossover device? Yeah. In, in or, the way or it's that, most, that it's a, the an most iPod was. crossover, or, yeah. or the iPhone, because because again, like I don't have. A, but, but the iPhone, even now, the iPhone is 50-50, right? With with Android and bubbles. You know, there's always a little bit of like, I'll never get the iPhone because I'm the Android guy. But even like Android people <laughs> will get the AirPods, please. Will they? I, I think so. Yeah, do Android say, people I, I, get the AirPods? Please let us know. Do, do Android people dream of, <laughs> of electric <laughs> AirPods? AirPods. Pros. Yeah. Anyway, that's my pick. Um, my pick is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Man, this kingdom's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's crying all the time. Sad Link's kingdom. out there. Mm -hmm. He's trying to find Zelda. Where is she? Still unfound. We don't know, man. We don't know. She's appearing in random places. There's cutscenes. Maybe she's in heaven. 
We don't know. But uh, uh, in all seriousness, it's a great open world game if you like the first Zelda. I don't play many video games. In fact, I pretty much only play Zelda and Marvel Snap. Uh, but the new Zelda's out, and I'm playing it. It's really fun. Nice. Did you beat the, last, the previous one, Breath of the Wild? I did. Nice. I did. I did. I was late, but it's better to be late on that. Uh, because uh, everyone's already solved the game. <laughs> so if you're stuck, you can just look it up. Good strategies. Yeah, there we go. Uh, last night, my daughters and my wife and me, uh, me for the second time, everyone else for the first time, finally wrapped up watching American Vandal on Netflix. It holds up. It's good. It's really, really good. It's a good mystery. That happens season to one, be right? about crude stuff. Yeah. Or did you, watch, did you guys watch season two as well? Uh, you know what? We started season two, and uh, boy... Both, uh, uh, Bonnie noped out yeah. <laughs> the whole conceit of season two. She was like, uh, that was a great one season of this show that I will ever see. Yeah. American, Va- I mean, that's, I, a, that's such a good show. And it seemed like there was a bit there where like CBS might do something with it. And then kind of nobody's doing anything with that. It's kind of a bummer. I think it's because of the subject matter of se- the opening scene of season two. Well, okay. <laughs> and for people who uh, don't know, it's, it's I, a parody of. True crime investigation, right? Uh, like docu series and stuff like that. Uh, I have two picks. One I'm going to re for re mention. That's a re mention again. Um, re mention, guys. Uh, Anthony Mativier, the guy who does the memory stuff on YouTube. Its name is Anthony Mativier, spelled M E T I V I E R. Uh, he's got a ton of videos. Really enjoyed it. Been listening to his book he wrote, Victorious Mind, which goes through his. This guy went through a heck of a journey dealing with mental health issues and all sorts of other stuff that he flat out talks about it. It's just very, very interesting. Uh, I enjoy this. So that's pick number one. Pick number two, and then I'm going to have a question for you all, is if you're inclined, the Apple developer sessions, if you're technically inclined or you care, there's a lot more information about the Apple Vision Pro and some stuff that you know hadn't been revealed in the keynote announcement. One of the things to talk about is like, you know, when you play movies, right, the, the Apple Pro is like a 90, they say it's like a 90 hertz, like, frame refresh rate. But for movies, it bumps up to 96. Why? Because they're 24 frames per second. There's a ton of, you know, a lot of little interesting details in there about stuff. What's really exciting, and this is going to be a bit nerdy, but um, there has been this thing called WebXR, which is the, the standard for doing virtual reality experiences on the web, when I've shared stuff in the past, like my Shark VR experience, whatever, I built them using a system called A-Frame that was built on 3.js that then used WebXR. The long story short is that it's just an easy way to create 3D experiences in the browser. Historically, Safari hasn't supported it. And when Apple Vision came out, you know, one of the people I know who works on A-Frame was like, I don't know if they're even going to support it. And it turned out Apple says, yes, we are now going to support this. What this means for everybody is that you're going to have the opportunity to have really cool experiences in the browser, which has existed before, but I think at much more higher frame rates. And if you want to talk about having very decentralized 3D environments and games and stuff, there's a lot of tech out there that like means nobody has to own it. You know, anybody can create an experience. So my question is, I'll close with uh, everybody here go to sleep with their iPods, right? Everybody's done this? Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't. Okay. I've done it. Do you think that'll happen with the Apple Vision Pro? Oh, yeah. As long as I don't strangle myself with my supple woven cable. <laughs> it's been weird. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.